Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diva Behavior. We have a really weird episode for you guys this week. We're talking about Marianne Williamson. And if you haven't heard of her, I don't even know how to describe her. It really seems like the ways that people describe her don't really hit the nail on the head. She obviously has been running for president, which seems like it's over because she can't get the funding together to keep going to the debates. But she's a spiritual leader and an activist and an author. Now, a lot of people have taken this to mean that she's basically like a Gwyneth Paltrow type figure trying to run for president. This is not the case at all. She is dead serious. She's not selling products. She really is out here being a spiritual leader. And I believe that if she was a man, she would be respected much, much more than she is. Marianne Williamson is someone who has studied the mysticism in many different religions. She's made it her life's work to understand spirituality and the unknown. When she talks about dark psychic forces shaping our political environment and shaping our society, how can you argue with that? How can you look at the things that are going on and not see that darkness is currently winning right now? It just is unless you have no freaking soul. People tend not to listen to her actual message. People hear the word psychic or they hear the word love on a political stage and they immediately tune her out. When you go to church on Sunday or synagogue or a mosque or whatever your weekly religious practice that you grew up with was, when the male pastor or rabbi or whoever at the front of the room was talking about good versus evil you and your parents were sitting nodding and listening and listening to what he had to say but when this woman who happens to have sold a few books about it talks about psychic forces of evil nobody listens and because when she says psychic i mean people think she's talking about like a lady who looks into a you know a crystal ball and tells the future that's not what she means by psychic she means of or having to do with the psyche like try to keep up people I mean, would I vote for Marianne Williamson in the primary? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. But the thing that really bothers me is the sexism that everyone is showing when they dismiss her as a crazy person. I mean, if you want to take issue with some of the stuff she said about vaccines and antidepressants, I totally get that because I think that it's been misconstrued and I do think that some of it was a little bit over the edge of normal. But the thing that bugs me is because she happens to be a very good looking woman, people think that she's just some sort of quack who's selling vagina eggs. Not to say Gwyneth Paltrow's a quack. We love Gwyneth on this podcast. But, you know, Marianne Williamson is a different, just a completely different thing from Gwyneth Paltrow altogether. So my guest today to talk about Marianne Williamson is Sarah Armour. She is my friend from New York. She's a stand-up comic. She is truly one of the funniest 
comics you can see in New York. I mean, every time I see her, I've done her show a few times. She just like blows everyone else out of the water. She's completely insane. She's so funny. She is headlining Caroline's on October 3rd. You can go see her there. She is bringing back her spirituality slash comedy event called the moon yule it's going to be at the stand once a month it's a really really cool event there's like tarot card readings and astrology but it's all done in a really funny way and it's not done in this like dead serious embarrassing spiritual live laugh love way do you know what i mean it's really cool So we get a little batshit on this week's podcast. We talk a lot about some really deep things. We might sound a little crazy. Just, you know, buckle up. We have some technical difficulties as well. So if you hear any really weird transitions, just, you know, pretend they work because that's what I'm trying to do. If you want some good source material for this podcast and for more information about Marianne Williamson, I highly recommend the New York Times profile of Marianne Williamson that just dropped last week by Taffy Broadisar Ackner. It's so, so, so good. It will really make you understand a lot more about Marianne and what she's all about. Her interview with Russell Brandt can be found on YouTube. I'm going to post links to both of these in the show notes, but check out the Russell Brand interview. It's on his podcast and on YouTube of the whole interview. It's really good and really interesting. The interesting thing about Marianne Williamson is that she's dead ass serious. Like when she talks about this stuff, she does not crack a smile. She does not laugh at any of Russell Brand's jokes. And I think everything she's saying is completely, completely spot on. It's just at such a high level that I don't think people can understand it and it scares the crap out of people and so everyone has to make fun of her and turn her into memes, myself included. I'm not going to pretend I'm above making Marianne Williamson memes. Follow Sarah on Instagram at Sarah Armour, S-A-R-A-A-R-M-O-U-R. Sarah's also an astrologer and she gave me the best astrology reading. I learned that my goddess asteroid is... Juno or my or Juno is my asteroid goddess. I don't know, man. Sarah sells astrological readings. And if you tell her the Diva Behavior podcast sent you, she will give you a discount. Okay. Her readings are amazing. They're funny. They're fun. They're interesting. She is going to be straight with you. She's going to tell you everything about your chart that you never would have found on your own. I didn't know there were goddess asteroids. Who knew that? Who knew that? And she it's, it's worth it. So if you've been thinking about getting your chart read, get in touch with Sarah on Instagram. Definitely check out her comedy in New York City anytime you can. It's always a good idea. And enjoy the podcast. Some people think Diva's a bitch. Who's a diva to you? Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. Great, uh, great gowns. Beautiful gowns. Diva Behavior, the podcast. I mean, there's no records of her doing like crystal work. She's been like an AIDS activist and a spiritual lecturer since she was in her 20s. And before that, she was a jazz singer. She's like us. She she has some awesome quote where she's like, I spent my 20s as a jazz singer in New York chasing good drugs and bad boys. And I'm like, damn, she just fucking (laughs) said it better than me. But and I'm not a jazz singer. I'm a comedian. But same. I feel so excited and validated and pleased that she's even as far as she's gotten because I don't know it's apparent that she is striking a nerve and I think that she's doing 
she's the only one doing the same thing that Trump did, which is how he won. Yeah, I think she is striking a nerve because everything that she's saying is so true. But it's just I think it scares people also because it just is so impossible to fight these big corporations with just being loving and being nice to each other and seeing humanity in each other. Well, so I think that that's a perfect misnomer. Uh, I don't think that's the right word for that, but it's like, <laughs> that's not what, that's not what love is. Love is not just being nice to everyone. And love mm -hmm. is not like praying and thinking nice thoughts. Love. I mean, and Marian speaks about this a great deal that oftentimes love is fighting yeah. and oftentimes love is standing up for what's right. And she says the abolitionists were not just being loving. They actually put themselves out there and put themselves on the line and actually risked everything to change what was not right about society. She's like, love is what we fight for. And if what we are doing is in the, if it's in the most loving, not that we could justify any, I don't think she would be violent. You know, I, I think that that would be an interesting thing to see how someone like her would handle violence or war or, you know, weapons. Um, but I do think that love does not mean no guns. Love does not mean, you know, no weapons or no war or no policy, but mm -hmm. it means actually coming from an actually responsible place and people are triggered because she doesn't sound like other politicians and we're all going oh it's so impossible to just be nice that's not what she's saying and that's not what we the, what the politicians are saying doesn't make sense either we don't yeah. work in government we don't know what they're talking about so what we're actually saying is we are programmed in the matrix and we expect a certain thing from our politicians and if you if if you are as good of a performer as the standards that the capital has set up for you to be and you're doing your lines and you're playing your part and you're the best actor out there then we're going to vote for you or we're going to help you win or whatever i mean trump is president and 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 even you know even obama i mean i love obama but like he won on charisma he won yeah. because he's a star you know so I think we're used to a certain conversation. We're used to answers that sound a certain way. And then we get to pick our racehorse because we know what the horses look like that are that we're used to and that a track is what they run around. But, you know, that's not the, the, the horse race. I think that what Marianne Williamson and what Trump are doing is going, hey, you guys, this is so silly. Why are you even still in the track? Mm -hmm. they're wild they're wild horses you know oh my they're God, not you're so right they're not they're like um and that's eventually what will start to continue to i mean it's it's the system is broken but it's what will continue to start to shatter the the structural uh, norms that are actually hurting us and keeping the this is not an anti-man but it's keeping the patriarchy alive it's keeping these structures that are actually really damaging to the souls of humans yeah and and so the question is like politically not how do i keep this conversation about what the plan is going it's a conversation about what is the actual truth and what how do we act actually get everybody's needs met on a holistic level it is possible there is not a lack of resources we're all here there right. is a misuse of resources and what marianne talks a lot about is a sociopathic system of government and a sociopathic system of healthcare. and she, i don't think she's even saying that in a judgmental way i think she's being literal which is mm -hmm. to say it's sociopathic in that there's no heart 
Yeah. It doesn't actually take into account people or feelings or the actual reality of being alive. You can murder people if you don't actually have empathy and if you don't actually have yeah. the ability to connect. Well, you know what? Our government doesn't. Our healthcare system doesn't. There's no empathy. It's just business. Yeah. I love when she talks about that and when she talks about how market forces being the guiding light of the way that we live our lives is just so yes. toxic. It's like, why would, why did we ever let that happen? I remember teachers yeah. saying, in, like in school, teachers saying, you know, it's a really great way to, to govern and to run the country to have just the market determine everything. And it's like, wait a minute, what? That's how slavery happened. You know, that's right. how- like, if you just do what is good for the market, we're all going to be, you know, only kept well, alive as long as we're part of that machine. It's awful. It's a terrible idea. Well, it removes, and I think this is sort of Marianne's point, that it removes spiritual truths. It removes mm. universal truth from what's true. So then we're operating in this guise and we're operating in under this umbrella of, of untruth. It's not, we're not, we're, we're treating things as like they're true that are not true. What do you think is yeah. going to happen now? She's basically out of the race. It's basically over. Well, I am fundraising. So you can go on my Instagram where you can find a link to purchase some gear that I made um, to support Marion Williamson. And the proceeds will go to her campaign because I'd like to see her in the fourth debate because whether she wins or not, her voice is important in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's the only one that is saying anything different. She's the only one saying anything, um, saying anything that actually makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she's right. It doesn't matter. Yes, there are people, there are politicians who I like who are running. I love Buttigieg and I love uh, um, Warren and I love Kamala and I like, you know, I love Booker. I mean, like, I think there are some really talented democrats out there but you know what she's right we are talking about we're fighting about policies and plans for a system that isn't working yeah why are we if we're so smart why would we continue to pretend that something is working when it's not and i think you hit the nail on the head when you said trump is not playing by the rules he's leaving the racetrack he's just off on another planet. So right. that's the only way to combat it. I mean, the people who want to go back to sort of the Obama days, I just feel like you need to get over that idea. It's not happening. Right. It's not happening. We and, need a completely new thing. And well, and it's like, you know, even Obama, when I saw the Michael Moore documentary and they were showing, did you watch the newest Michael Moore documentary? No, I like hate him. Really? Yeah. I feel like I would think that you'd like him. I just don't think he's journalistically sound. I think he really cherry so that's, I just want to say, though, like, that's some Capricorn, Taurus, South Node, and Virgo <laughs> shit right there. And ta and Sag, like, yeah, like, you're here. You are a, you're a rule maker, but you're not, you honor, you, you have a lot of integrity. Thanks. You, like, don't, and I'm just saying this, like, as your friend, but also, like, this chart, like, you are into doing the right thing. Yeah, like, I have a code, for sure. You have a code. And, like, if you cross the code, I'm going to hold a grudge probably forever. For the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, like, if you hook up, like, if, like, if one of my friends was to have sex with a married man, I would yeah. not be the, I would not be the friend to come to with that. Because, no, no. Like, I'm not going to be sympathetic to you. No, I'm you have be like, like no. 
yeah. Capricorn, Capricorn, uh, Taurus, and and look, your South Node, which is like your past life. You know, you you were an expert Virgo in your past life. In that Russell Brand, did you watch that? We can talk about Miriam Lewis in here. Yes, These are, I. Here's the thing: but, I want to know: Am I crazy that I'm like so attracted to Russell Brand in his current iteration? Oh, I am so attracted to Russell Brand to the point where, like, you know, my mother and I have watched his special so many times together because it's porn. I mean, no, he's the best version of himself. He looks incredible. I mean, you know he's a great lover. I mean, did you watch his Netflix special? uh, I don't think I've watched the newest one. Oh, you are. You need to watch it and call me. You're going to fucking love it. He is hotter than. Yeah. Why is that? I usually find it so unattractive when guys are spiritual. I know that's really fucked up to say. But when I like when a guy starts talking to me about like Eastern religion and he's like a white guy, I'm just like, okay, peace out. I can't deal with that. But with him, I I just love it. hundred hundred percent agree like overwhelmed i wanted to say i agree so because like i i'm like yes yes yeah dude there's something so disconnected for me between attractive men like and i'm such a lover of and practitioner of you know the spiritual arts and same yeah men who are spiritual totally freak me out I know. Because you know why? Because I think we're well, okay, so number one, why does Russell Brand why can he do it? Because number one, he's cool enough to be a sandwich comedian and he's a fucking like movie star. I mean, because he's the coolest person on earth, like no matter what he does. Second of all, because he had such a public addiction. You know, I mean I think mm-hmm. that when it's I think when people are really spiritual and they have come from AA or they've come from the the background from trauma. of um, from trauma or or addiction recovery or anything that I'm more yeah into but yeah like when you see these guys who are just like like really like into just like being, I don't know there's to me it reads like phony like dangerous like Do you want to know think of yes, it as like dangerous. con artisty like but yes, maybe that's my own what- shit you know no, I agree. I think that whenever I meet a guy who is really pre- – first of all, they're always preachy about it is mm-hmm. the thing. If they're not preachy about it, I don't think it would bother me whatsoever. Like if I mm. met a guy and he was like, oh, yeah, like I meditate and do yoga, I would be like, oh, cool, me too. That's amazing. But every time I meet a guy who does yoga, he's like, well, how long have you been doing it for? Blah, 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 oh, my blah. God. And I'm like, I've been doing it for 16 years. Like, fuck off. You're not. Oh my God. That's actually. And like, dude, that's so funny. You should, there's a joke there. Like, that's a funny joke. Like something about just how men like, like to turn yoga into like a, we're better than you game is like so fucking yoga. But I, but the other thing is like, whenever I meet a guy who's really preachy about Eastern religion, I, I, and spiritualism, I just get a sense that he's atoning for some heinous past sin yes, or sins. Yes. That's really yes. what I think it is. I'm like, that's Well, that's how- what I'm saying that I guess like I feel the same where it's like, yeah, I guess I don't – when I think of it as phony, like it's not that I'm like, oh, they're just using this to fuck, but I am like, oh, like it, it's the same way. I mean it's, it's sort of like why, you know, religion is different than spirituality because it's like, you know, these priests, you, you know, like yeah. these – Fucking priests who are the clergy are the most dangerous people. And and why would somebody sign up for a life where they're not gonna 
buck and, and, you know, practice this extremely carnal, normal mm-hmm. urge. I'm not saying you have to be like, you know, I like the way that, you know, when Russell Brand talks about sex and using sex as, you know, he's a, a sex addict. And so talking about sex and, and sort of having a healthy relationship to it, I think is, is important, but it's like, no, these fucking priests are, they're the most dangerous people around and they're the most spiritual. So I agree completely. There's like, when you're, when you're really spiritual, right. You're atoning for something or you've, you've seen some bad shit or you've done some yeah. bad shit. It's, like- just, it's just so rare that anyone is doing it out of the goodness of their heart. And, and the thing about Marianne Williamson is the things that she says and the things that Russell Brand says in that interview with them. I'm like, okay, if, either of these people started a cult, like I would be in danger of joining. You know what I mean? But why are there no female cult leaders? It's always because. Well, okay. Because we just don't refer to them as cults, but there are, I mean, first of all, like Mary Williamson, Charles Manson. Well, because women don't kill people. (laughs) Like, Like, yeah, women are not cult leaders because we're just not, nobody even wants to do what groups of women are. No one even wants to know what we're doing behind closed doors. We're we're not spending time in our cults killing people or, you know, doing any sort of just like harm onto others, I think. But I do think that, that coaching to some degree is like, if you have a career career as a coach, like Gabby Bernstein as like a life coach. Yeah. Marie Forleo and, and, and Marianne Williamson certainly fits into that category of someone who is doing spiritual, mystical, public broadcast work. I guess maybe that's the other reason why it's not, why she's not a cult leader and why it's not a cult because she's a public speaker. I mean, it's part of why I am so adamant about getting the Moonyul back up and running and sort of my like ultimate longer term vision for it. You know, the reason that I wanted to share the Moonyul publicly and do it as entertainment to start is because, you know, life coaching as a business is really expensive. Like if I'm going to sustain my life as a coach, people need to pay me a high premium. And a lot of times in order for coaching to work, people have to pay a high premium so that they're actually invested in the thing that they say that they want. Right. Otherwise, we would just change our behavior naturally. No, we need to invest in it. So that being said, I have all these incredible tools and tricks and tips, and I love to coach, but I, I am not available to people who actually need coaching. And and I actually don't care that much about taking large sums of money from, like, the individual. That's not, like, that just doesn't – I don't I don't need to be an expensive phone call for, for a lot of people, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. It's not accessible to everyone, and it's not really – I'm not here to be, like, an exclusive – like, I'm only here to help some people, right? Yeah. So what I like about, among many things, among other things, one of the things I really love about the moon work and why I brought the moon mule back and why I care a lot about teaching the moon ritual work is because it's a, it's a natural life coach. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a way to track time and check in with yourself, uh, you know, and keep yourself accountable. And if, if nothing more, you check in with yourself at the new moon and the full moon and say, what do I want? And then at Full moon, you say, and how did I get closer to having it, or whatever? If that's what you do, then that's what you do, and that's essentially what a life coach is. You just can do it for yourself, and if you learn sort of how to work natural energy, you know everybody can be served, and it's and it's very accessible. Buying an inexpensive course or workbook or show is 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 feasible for way more people. Marianne Williamson has written books. She has opened community centers to support. Um, people living with AIDS 
And otherwise, she does the same fucking thing. She does a Tuesday lecture on the Course in Miracles, on a Course in Miracles, and it's like I think it's donation based, but it's a suggested twenty dollars. Maybe now it's twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. But if you do if you do the live stream, it's free. So they're free no matter what for a live stream, which is genius. And um, she also does some paid live streams as well because she's you know you have to be in business. But yeah. Um, but but you know I, I think that she has been a really accessible beacon of love for a lot of people and it's crazy to me that there's this conversation about her is that like she's so unqualified or that she's so woo -woo or weird when she's actually one of the only people who's running now this i'm saying i don't really know about one of the only people but in general from what i understand politicians are not doing that much for their communities you know <laughs> yeah I mean, even, no right like it's, it's like i said it's theater my aunt who i was telling you about before you know if i think even i think at one point was it the clinton administration tried to hire her or something but she's like no I'm, i don't want to work in federal politics because i actually want to help people and she's like and i am not a politician i mean she's not a politician she doesn't run for anything but she's like, I'm a civil servant. She's like, I'm a government. I work for the people, and I'm and and I like being a deputy mayor of transportation. You know, at at the largest she ever went was state level. But mm-hmm. she said even that was not that fun because there was a lot of joy for her in in community organizing and in really helping real people. And I think Marianne Williamson has created a career where she is totally accessible to anybody who's interested in learning more about how to um, live from love and, and live in a way that is in accordance to higher self. And like, that's it. And it's not denominational. She knows about the people of this country more than any politician does because they're actually not doing work. She's a grid worker. She's on the ground speaking and, and learning and listening and talking you know, so I, I think she knows more than enough. And and I think she said it too. We're like, she's qualified because what she does, the work that she does with people is around trauma. And all of our issues circle back to the fact that we are all living on borrowed trauma, either our own or our parents' trauma. Like we're all yes. reacting to you know, and it's not just white, it's not just black, it's not just every Every race, every mix, every person is suffering from unhealed generational trauma. So we're the product of people who were not okay, who are not okay, who are not okay. And so now we're trying to operate on top of all of this pain and all of these warped programs that we think are safe and we think are normal, but actually they're they're just they're completely based on fear and they're based on un resolved karmic shit that just needs to be resolved. I mean, when she's talking about psychic forces in society, that's not woo-woo. Yeah. That's literal. And it's I think- television. It's broadcast. Is that is psychic forces is is energy that is penetrating our psyche. Yeah. And it's, it's energy that is actually changing our minds. And there is dark psychic energy. There are people that are actually trying to hurt the collective and they're trying to do it through brainwashing so that's it's not like a it's not woo at all it's quite it's quite literal right and the sad thing is with 
I think especially older people like in the baby boomer generation is specifically is what I'm talking about. Not just them. Everyone does this. But with them, I notice it especially they are so steeped in these generations of trauma and fear and control that to suggest something new is it doesn't even compute. You know, well, it's, it's almost like-, like when you try to like talk to your parents about, you know, I feel like like um, it's just it's just anxiety based on unhealed memories and unhealed un- unhealed cellular trauma. So what do you think about when Marianne Williamson talks about antidepressants and vaccinations? That was something that I think was kind of her undoing when people sort of started uncovering all of this old stuff where she had said, let's be a little more careful about about psychiatric medication and vaccination. So I think that it's really unfortunate that um, it, it's funny. I was just somebody asked me that this morning, too. They're like, yeah, but she doesn't believe in vaccination. It's like, that's not true. And and she does believe in antidepressants. She does believe in vaccinations. What she doesn't believe in is over medicating. What she doesn't believe in is treating medication like the only and first solution. Mm. And I think that when we're talking about vaccinations and we're talking about um, about uh, mental health and and pharmaceuticals being the only way or the way that we treat these things, I think that what she's saying, number one, is they are a way to treat these things. Yeah. And in in many cases, they are good and they are they are helpful aids in healing our society. But I think they're still a part of this larger system that is trying to keep us sick. So, you know, when I think when she's talking about, you know, let's be careful about vaccines. Let's be careful about not just jumping to antidepressants. I think what she's saying is we're missing, first of all, we're missing um, the opportunity to choose. We're missing the opportunity to think for ourselves, to actually heal whatever it is that that is, you know, th- I think that there's many different degrees of depression. And, and I think there's chemical depression. I think there's situational depression. I think there's, you know, a number of, uh, you know, there's so many things going on that we, that we can't see um, that, that lead to depression. So I think she's saying, you know, first and foremost, we need new systems of living so that we actually can be happy. But with vaccinations, you know, the government and the healthcare system are hand in hand. Yeah. So it's not that she's anti-government or anti-healthcare or anti-vaccines or anti, um, you know, anti-pharmaceuticals. She's anti just blindly trusting, you know, what the doctors are telling us because what the doctors are telling us is that you, we need drugs and we need, you know, chemicals put into our bloodstream. And we actually don't know. We haven't exhausted our own personal sovereign research. We haven't exhausted our own personal spiritual journeys enough to actually know if what we're doing is right. Because we're just trusting, you know, this system that is inherently, as she says, sociopathic. And I tend to agree. Now, I'm someone who enjoys pharmaceuticals as much <laughs> as any of them. And I definitely have been vaccinated. So so I think that's the point. It's like, no, oh, it's not anti-vaccine and it's not anti-antidepressants. It's anti-putting our ultimate trust in people who actually don't have our best interests at heart. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. That's like, I think what was so important. I mean, I think Trump is so important. I'm not glad he's president for every reason. Obviously, like I, I don't wish for any human harm to be done. I obviously think everything he's done has been really damaging. So I, I'm not saying that. I'm not being insensitive. I'm not. But I think that he made things crystal clear for us on a that's number of fronts true. that were not clear to us. And so how can we actually it's like if to choose a life that where Trump was not president in some weird way would be like choosing a life where you weren't actually like where you didn't find out you had cancer soon enough. It's like, no, mm -hmm. the minute you find out you have cancer, it's a good thing that, you know, it's like when you have people that have like miserable personalities and then they go through like a death in the family or like some trauma. And while of course it was like upsetting to them, now they're like blaming all of their bad behavior on, well, but yeah. like, there was just a death. And it's like, yeah, okay, but that was like also just your personality. I think you're so right. And that's why people are like so – because everyone is so steeped in this sociopathic society that everyone's just like, oh, you can't take away my excuse right. for and being you, a shithead. And, and, and no, you're right. I do hate myself. I do hate myself. And I'm going to I'm gonna call out the thing I hate about myself before you do. And I'm going to make fun of it before you do. And it's like you don't even – like the people that, that – like – my grandmother's problem with Marianne Williamson has nothing to do with woo-woo. She's not even tapped into the woo-woo conversation enough to have that opinion of her. Mm -hmm. She's not in, she doesn't even know enough about, she doesn't even know that crystals are a thing. She's not attacking Marianne Williamson for having crystals, which Marianne Williamson has never talked about. Yeah. It's like, that's not... No, it's, she's not saying that she, you know it's just like hmm well, this is why interesting. doesn't she like why doesn't your grandma like her does she actually not like her or was that just an example well it's interesting actually so my grandma and I got into a fight about her is either right before or right after the first debate and we got into a fight about it and my grandmother was just like look her ideas like I don't even know if she'd really listened. She was like, obviously, she's like a, a very fascinating and successful woman. But like what we really need here is like a, we need a real deal politician. Like we need a real we need someone who's committed their life to doing this work. And, you know, she just she sounds like, uh, you know, she's just not. I mean, I, she wasn't saying these words. But what she was saying was she just doesn't sound like someone who is it sounds familiar to me. You know, I mean, that's. Yeah. And then she's saying she's not someone who I believe could win. And it's sort of crazy for her to be running. And she also has all of this pent up anger. Like, I don't know, maybe if it's from like the, from elections past, I guess. But like, she's just like, if, you know, if she wasn't running, like she's she's taking away votes from people who would otherwise vote for and then fill in the blank of who your grandma thinks you know so she, to her, my yeah. grandmother it's like she's taking away votes from warren or she's taking away votes from biden or she's taking away and it's like Ugh, we gotta get these old people off the biden train dude biden has had his day he's, he's got gotta to stop put the all the old people they've even bernie enough enough you're too old and i like him now i like him now i actually like bernie i'm i'm not a i was never a bernie bro but i'm not anti-bernie i'm not i like bernie but i don't think that i mean i think bernie is a shot i, I like bernie i like bernie i like warren they're, they're i guess like the cool old people to me but i don't know well, I just, warren's not that old what is she a 50s oh my god she reads way older 
Oh my god, I know. She looks like if you picture her as an eight-year-old, she looked exactly oh my the same god. as she is now. That's hilarious. Oh my god. I know exactly what you mean. I completely agree. And also and she like, definitely about like this. had a clarinet all the time. Oh my god, totally. And might have even carried a briefcase just to be different. <laughs> yeah. You know, like she's just like cutesy in her loafers. Yeah, I like love her politics, but she's so annoying. Well, she's but such was... a fucking nerd. Yeah, she's such a nerd. I'm like, oh my god, lady. But see, and... that's where like my grandmother like loves her because my grandmother is a nerd, and she really is a comp. You know, she trusts the New England nerds. Like that's like my grandmother's wheelhouse. You know, so I will to vote her... For her, yeah, like I will vote for Warren 100. percent I'm sure. just like, you know, Marianne Williamson looks 12. Dude, she she's... fucking looks amazing. 16. She's 67. She looks unbelievable. Wait, did you love in that Russell Brand interview, though, where she's like, he's like, what is your like biggest vice? And she's like, men, men. And yes. then she went into that story and she's like, I lied. I lied. And I knew I was like, and I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, I'm dying to know. I mean, that, what she, she sounded a about. little bit socio when, right there in that moment. Well, it was just like. Oh right! Did somebody not care about the hearts of others? I oh, know. Did somebody not? Did you know? I think that she would probably say that hurting your lover is not the same as a sociopathic government. But you know, you get the sense. I don't know. Did, did you? If you were, I mean, look. Like I've been telling you, your rising sign is Pisces. Your North Node is Pisces. You're here really to actually tap into your intuition, into your gut feelings. Do you get the sense that she cheated on someone? Do you get the sense that she was like, cause there's also this part of me that she, that thinks she's so serious about this work that the lie that she could have been telling was just that like, she was no longer in love or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she was lying to them both about, you know, her truth. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know, like, know. I think, well, now I'm thinking, you know what I said before about how guys who are really into Eastern religion and, and like spiritualism, how I don't really trust them. Now I'm thinking because I feel like they might have some sort of romantic, uh, horrible past oh, yeah. that they're atoning for by getting into that stuff. I could see her being that way too. Well, Even though I don't think, cause I see her, I see her, especially from, like what I've learned about her more recently, I feel like she is actually a scholar of mysticism and religion. She like she's oh, yeah. a scholar. And if she was Absolutely. a man, if she was a man, people would be treating her like a scholar, but because Absolutely. she's a good looking woman, they're treating her like she's Gwyneth Paltrow. But right, right, so right. I'm wondering exactly. if she is a, li a little bit of a fuck girl. Well, I think that she is. I mean, like I said, my favorite quote of hers is like, I like bad boys. I like bad boys and good drugs. I like, <laughs> love her for that, right? The Jewish calendar is based on the lunar calendar. So it's funny, like, what is Marion Williamson actually? Well, that's not true. I, I guess I'm really teaching the lunar calendar. I like, I'm actually a rabbi. But she and I both, like, we're mm. actually rabbis. Like, yeah. she's a rabbi. She's doing sermons every week. And she's making it low cost and accessible to the public so as to be a, a loving voice in the God conversation. And I think she's, like, the healthiest version of that that we could possibly ask for. And the fact that we all hate her truly just shows how deeply ingrained, you know, institutional sexism is. Because you're so right. If she was just a guy scholar, she'd be fucking... A Dan Brown novel. We would vote for the guy from yeah. Angels and Demons. You know, like the fucking Da Vinci Code guy. Maybe we wouldn't trust him running for president, but he fucking saved the, you know, the Louvre. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he could be president in my book.
And do you know what else? I think that if Gwyneth Paltrow, and I love Gwyneth Paltrow. And I love I, Gwyneth. And I love Goop, and I will never shit on Goop. But everyone else loves to shit on Goop. Because I mean, they're haters. Because yeah. they're the same as Marianne. Everyone's just fucking too ashamed to say, God, I really wish I could be with celebrities and have perfect skin. Like, but, everyone just wants... I mean, I think with Gwyneth, it's people who have, like, repressed high school trauma, and they think that she's the – and it's just so transparent, and I'm like, like, she's got to get over it. Like, she's just, like, so easy for her. She's just, like, pretty blonde and, like, has rich parents. Which is definitely true, but also, whatever. Just let her sell her fucking vagina eggs. Like, who cares? But, I mean, if Gwyneth never – got started with wellness i think people would have maybe found marianne a little bit easier to stomach because yeah. i think people i think people don't realize that they're conflating marianne with gwyneth because they're so different like gwyneth is selling products she's not doing spirituality she's literally just selling things and marianne is actually talking about really really deep things but people are just mixing them up and they think that they're one and the same so that's so interesting so you're saying like you're saying that actually Gwyneth is Gwyneth has hurt Marianne and like the Gwyneths have hurt Marianne because it's like the difference between well right it's like Gwyneth is using spirituality as a tool to sell whereas Marianne Williamson is just doing spiritual work she's just teaching spirituality and so right the products are actually completely different and one is more right a wellness brand is different than you know, spiritual author and activist. So yeah. it's like, but I I love Gwyneth too. And yeah, I don't think Gwyneth, like, I wouldn't say Gwyneth is hurting her. I would say people's perceptions of women who dabble in this stuff is what's hurting. Do you know what I mean? It's like people, yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. people can't distinguish them. And it's like when you hear the word love in a context of spirituality, then you immediately everything the the crystals and the vagina eggs and juice cleanses all come to your mind you know what i mean and i 100%. think that's why people sort of aren't listening to her and it's it makes people feel better so oh, i don't know totally why everyone does. everyone has to shit on it it's like well because people- here's the thing I think it all makes people feel better. I think that the minute that things become, I think the problem with Gwyneth and the problem with the wellness industry in general is that everything's also really expensive. Like it's not like people are even, even crystals, crystals for what they are. Well, I don't even know for what they are, but it's like, they're not like very rarely are you buying really well-priced crystals. I mean, a lot of times we're paying, you know, $6 for like a tiny, thing that we lose you know yeah I can't do the crystal thing I just can't I don't mind the crystal thing I'm not like I'm not super into it I have fun with it just because I think it's pretty and I like you know I like playing with belief I like playing with because ultimately that's really what spirituality is about it's about saying this is what I believe and I'm going to use this totem to to um, connect to that belief in a deeper way and so if anything, that's really what crystals are. I mean, sure, they carry energetic properties in and of themselves. Sure, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. sure. But, do, do, you know, does anything? I mean, you know, I think it's important to just be really open minded and, and, you know, yeah, everything's a business. But I think that the reason people are specifically so mad about the gurus and the Gwyneths is because everyone's so fucking rich. And so it seems like it's not for everybody where actually it is. So that's where it's like, right, Mary Williamson is not a Gwyneth. She is 
really trying to reach all of the people. And she, she, that's why, again, I wanted to do the moon work because if I can just reach more people and teach one habit, let it be this, because it removes the need for you to pay a high price of anything in order to stay connected to your goals or yeah. to stay connected to your process or your creative, your, the soul of your, uh, you know, the backbone or the soul of, of your, um, the project you've committed to. So like, that's really it. It's like, we, she's, Mary Williamson actually is accessible and has continued to be accessible to all people. And she's just getting lumped into everybody's fucking, everyone's own shit, everyone's own issues. <laughs> yes, That's exactly what like, it is. Oh, now we know too much about everybody. We know too much about you. We know too much about you. We know too much about you. It's like, oh, yeah. God. It's like people who get really, really angry when you even bring up like veganism or something because they just don't. I mean, I'm not vegan, but it's just when people have an emotional reaction to something like that, it just tells you so much more about them. Oh, my them. God, totally. Right. It's just like, why are we even talking about this unless it's something that's going on for you? Like, no, it, <laughs> dude, there's all this stuff. Everyone's talking about, like, orbs, like Marianne Williamson, like, and her orbs. I don't even know what that means. Orbs? Like, orb gang, like, oh, like, she's, it's like, people are just, yeah, like, people are just coming out of the woodwork of being secret freaks, and they don't even know that they're telling us that they're secret freaks. They think they're just being, like, mean to Mary Williamson, but, like, no, the language they're using is too advanced. It's too extreme. That's so funny. Oh, my God. I need to find the, the orbs. Yeah, I like, love all up, the memes like, orb, and everything. There's, like, orb memes. Like, people are calling her, like, like orb queen or, like, orb orb guy. <laughs> it's totally weird. I, love I don't really lot. get it. So, Sarah, what do you want everyone to check out from you? So, everyone can check out my Instagram. Either check out Sarah Armour, S-A-R-A-A-R-M-O-U-R, or check out my show that is being revived slash I have new products coming out soon and new groups uh, doing all this moon work and it's called The Moonual and it's T-H-E-M-O-O-N-U-A-L and the first new uh, full moonual will be at the Stand Comedy Club on September 14th so please come if you're in New York I might live stream it so check it out if you're not in the city and um, I'm headlining Caroline's on October 1st. If you're, around. oh my God, you are co-headlining co-headlining with Chloe LeBranch. We're gonna do some long sets. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I so wish those I could are see the that. two shows. Please come. Some people think Diva's a bitch. Who's the Diva to you? Would you say are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Diva Behavior, the podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.